Today I had to make one of the toughest decisions of my professional career. Today I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. This stems from a backstage incident at AEW All In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who help put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came at the recommendation of a discipline committee here in AEW, as well as outside legal counsel, who delivered a unanimous recommendation. And I have followed up on that recommendation. I'm sorry to any fans who are upset by this. I'm sorry to anyone who's upset by this. Despite that, we're going to have a great show tonight on Collision, and we're going to have a great AEW All Out pay-per-view tomorrow here in Chicago. Ladies, gentlemen, and children of all ages, it is time for the Dummies of Wrestling to return with your host, Hollywood, Tim Davis, your defending Dummies Predictions Champion, coming at you right now with a review of WWE Payback. That's right. Oh, just WWE Payback. No, I will not be talking about AEW All Out. Do you know why? Because fuck AEW at the moment. And that's not a shot at them before because they fired CM Punk. No, it's a shot at them wanting to charge us, good fellow fans and people, a lot of money for a shit fucking card. So you know what? I didn't do AEW All Out. And uh, according to people that do the predictions with me, I don't think anyone actually watched the show. So uh, look, look, we'll get to it in a second. We'll get to it in a second. But here I am with um, AEW, oh sorry, WWE Payback. We'll get to WWE in a second. First, <laughs> we need we need to talk because now you just heard what I played. You literally just heard what I played. Tony Khan addressing us, the audience, about the termination of Phil Brooks. We need to start the show talking about this. Firstly, the first thing that I want to talk about is Tony Khan. He He's a fucking comedian, this guy. He makes me laugh so much. And I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but I'm going to speak my 100% mind on so many things right now, and people are going to be pissed off with me. I do not care. Tony Khan looks like a fucking possum or a, or a, how do I phrase this so people don't get confused? A deer in headlights. I was going to say kangaroo, but then people will be like, what's a kangaroo? Uh, a deer in headlights. He looks so scared to be, behind, to be behind the camera that it makes me fucking laugh so hard. Every time Tony, uh, Tony Khan is, is making an announcement or something. Second note, Tony Khan needs to get a fucking haircut. Jesus Christ. What is with his hair? You're a fucking million dollar dude. 
And you have the worst haircut. Now, this is coming from a dude who's completely bald, but uh, I think I pull off the bald look better than his curly Jew afro, so whatever. Uh, all right. <laughs> CM Punk fired. If you haven't heard this, obviously I'm talking to the masses here. If you haven't heard this, you've been living under a rock. This has been some crazy, crazy weeks of professional wrestling. Do you know what? You know what I thought about the other day. I was having a shower, jerking my meat, and I was thinking about professional wrestling and how downhill it's gone. In, um, from 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 the heyday, the golden age, right? From the from the Hogan era, then you've got the Austin era, then the Cena era, and all the stories and all, everything has been done in wrestling have really gone downhill. I think we can all agree on that. It's it's not what it used to be. I think that things have changed. That the wrestling that we used to know and love isn't on TV anymore. It's behind the cameras. It's it's everything happening behind the scenes. That's where the real wrestling is because over the past, Jesus Christ, four years maybe, the amount of shit that has happened behind the scenes is enough to keep all of us, <laughs> all of us interested. Now, wrestling is basically just a soap opera. It's, it's days of our lives. It's, it's young, young and the restless. And that's what we're all here for. Like, the wrestling's great, don't get me wrong. Watching the wrestling is fun. But we're all here because we all like drama. That's really what it is. We all like stories and how stories develop. Everything that happens beyond the camera, behind the scenes and all that stuff, that's the juicy shit. And for the past four years, like, what what has happened? Like, so much shit has happened. McMahon has, has quit. McMahon has come back. CM Punk has been fired. All this juicy shit is so much fun. I fucking love it. What's to say, and I've heard a few podcasts say this, and I don't believe it. I do not believe this for a second. I I, I firmly believe that CM Punk is gone and fired. But what's to say that CM Punk, this whole firing thing, is a work? People are saying that it's a work because of what Tony Khan said about how his life was in danger. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's so fucking funny to me, man. My life was in danger because someone was yelling at me. <laughs> Dude needs to get some balls. Seriously. Um, look, we don't know what happened behind the camera. CM Punk could have had a knife to, to his throat for all we know. But from the reports, CM Punk was just yelling at Tony Khan and Tony Khan thought his life was in danger because he was getting yelled at. That is funny to me. Holy shit. Now, to the people that think that this is a work, I don't agree with you. But there's always that "what if," "what if," like, and this, and this, like they've been saying every time something crazy happens in wrestling, people always say, "Oh, it's a work." It goes back to the fucking 1997 um, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels match, the screw, the screw over. People, some people still believe that that was a work, and, and that was part of the story and then going much closer when Roman Reigns announced that he had uh, had leukemia some people thought that that was part of the story now I'm not saying that it that it is or it isn't for all we, uh, who knows who knows maybe down the track maybe 20 years by now in, in time they could say 
Yeah, that was part of the story just to get people on board with Roman. I don't believe that. But it's funny how there's always going to be people that think that no matter what it is, oh, it's just part of the story. Just go along with it. It's funny, man. But this news of CM Punk being fired, oh, I know, I know for a fact I'm going to piss off a certain person right now, but this is the best news that AEW has given us because CM Punk is nothing but a cancer. I'm sorry if that offends anyone. I know that there's people listening that love CM Punk and think he's the greatest thing to uh, grace our TV screens. But look at the track record, man. Look at what he's done over the past 14 years. He's been nothing but trouble. It's, it's a good thing. Now, will we see CM Punk again? That is such a crazy thing to ask. It really is because I don't know. No one knows. I don't think that we're going to see him in WWE. I really don't. I think WWE have realized that they were right all along by getting rid of Phil Brooks. AEW is now done with him. Where does he go? Does he go to Impact? He's not going to get the same money he's on in AEW. Is he going to go to New Japan? Same thing. He's not going to get the same money. He's going to take a massive pay cut if he wants to get back into professional wrestling because he's got a stigma on his head. No one's going to want CM Punk anymore. I um, I think we will see CM Punk again, but it won't be for a long time, and that time will be the Hall of Fame. I think that he will go down like a Ultimate Warrior or Bruno San Martino, where he had all this heat with the company, and then in years' time they'll come to uh they'll come to terms, and he'll be inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's my opinion. Do I care? No, I don't. I've always thought Sam Punk's kind of overrated. To be perfect, he's not the best in the world. He just he heard Jericho say that, and he's like, oh yep, I'm also going to say that I'm the best in the world. Rob's already come at me saying that uh, he didn't steal that catchphrase, but I I strongly I strongly believe that CM Punk just stole Jericho's catchphrase because he's an untalented hack that steals everything. He does. CM Punk is just a thief. That's all he is. He stole his, he stole his catchphrase. He stole his finishing move. Um, he's nothing but a thief. So good riddance, CM Punk. Have fun in uh, Impact getting paid shit all. And uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that he's gone. I am. I am. Now we can have a decent AEW roster that somewhat get along. Now there's always going to be fights and mishaps. It's been happening for years. But you know what? Uh, no more bullshit. I, I think this is a good thing. Now, on to AEW. Oh boy. I have, I've done some soul searching lately and uh, I've come to the realization that I need to have a bit of a break from AEW because I, uh, I'm a little burnt out from them. I'm going to be watching the highlights of the people I like. So the MJF, uh, Sting, I like Sting, um, trying to think of other people that are Jericho. I am uh, a massive Jericho fan, so I'll be watching the highlights of those people, but I need a break. I need a break from the the 
every AEW match, if that makes sense. The every AEW match, which consists of, I do a flip, I do a super kick, I do the most incredible crazy move that in any other wrestling match should get the 1-2-3, but doesn't, and I have to do it 20 times before I get the win. I'm sick of this same old shit uh, indie-style wrestling, where they have to kill themselves to win a match. I'm kind of over it. And it always goes back to Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, and people like those. They seem to have the same match. And I'm kind of over it. On top of that, I'm kind of over John Moxley as well. Now, as of this recording, AEW All Out has finished. I know the results. I'm not going to spoil any of the results in case some people are wanting to watch it or haven't yet. But the reason I didn't want to watch AEW All Out is for a number of reasons. One of them is because the card was absolutely horrible. There was not one match that interested me. Um, the main event, John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy for the International Championship, that's your main event for a pay-per-view. That's your main event. There was no... So, so AEW apparently has two championships. I don't know what the go is now with CM Punk gone. But the story was they had two championships. World championships. And neither of them could could um, happen on this show. You, you're giving me an Orange Cassidy match. Oh, look, the card, the card, the card was horrible, man. Samoa Joe versus some dude who we've never heard about. Why are we getting Ring of Honor matches on AEW? Why is this still a thing? I thought we were done with Ring of Honor. Can we just fuck off Ring of Honor? The championships, everything about Ring of Honor. Can we fuck it off? Can we seriously get rid of Ring of Honor? Because, and I'm not, I know I'm not the only one saying this. There's so many people that are over Ring of Honor plaguing AEW. It's annoying. It's confusing. We don't know who these people are. Who the fuck is Shane Taylor? Who's this dude that's challenging Samoa Joe? Like, this is a paper. You're going to charge us $50 in America, $30 for us here in Australia, to watch a card with matches that are seen on Rampage. That's what you're doing. So right now, AEW can get fucked. And I don't, I don't, if there's people out there that are watch the match, uh, watch the pay-per-view and come at me saying, oh, it was actually really good and the matches were really good. I'm sure that the matches were really good. I'm sure you got your dose of super kicks and, uh, and flippity-doos. I, on the other hand, just need a fucking break from the same old match style over and over and over again. This is why I like MJF because he's different. He's he's very he, he's much more WWE than AEW in his style of wrestling. He doesn't uh, bow down to the indie style of wrestling, and I like that. Look, don't get me wrong. The indie style of wrestling, it's fun for a little bit, but then you get over it. It gets boring. I'm so over the high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, 20,000 times in a row. It's, it's boring to me. It's repetitive and it's boring. That is my rant over. I could keep going for so long, but I know 
You guys are probably bored. We need to talk about WWE. Payback. It happened. It's over. It Look, the card, much like AEW All Out, wasn't great, but at least it had matches on it that were built up. At least there were stories that were built up. At least there were titles that were defended that are worthy of main eventing a pay-per-view. So at least we got that. So what we're going to do here, I'm going to talk about WWE Payback. And then we have the predictions to get into. And I need to talk about these predictions because some people need to be singled out. We'll get to that uh, after my review But let's talk about WWE Payback. And, uh... Look, man. I'm, um... I wasn't excited for this pay-per-view. I really wasn't. But... There were two pay-per-views that were happening this week and I had to launch at least one. So I chose WWE. It's, It's gonna be an unpopular opinion because of the whole war between AEW and WWE. But that's what I chose. So... Here we go. Payback starts, and unlike AEW, WWE has an intro for its pay-per-views. Now, I'm a man of presentation. I like creating things. I enjoy the use of magic and lights to present something special. And that's how I think pay-per-views should be opened up. What shits me about AEW, and I know I'm going on this AEW rant again, but I need to be I need to say this. What shits me about AEW is with their pay-per-views. With, with, with WWE, it's it's on a streaming service, so you're not paying as much. AEW, you're paying premiums, premium price for a pay-per-view. And I don't like how they just get straight into it. I know that there's people that do really like it. I know that there's people that just want match after match after match after match. I don't. I need a break. I need some presentation in your card. I like a build. I like an opening. And AEW doesn't do it and annoys the shit out of me. WWE opens up Payback with this cool little intro. It was nothing special, but at least they give it to us. And then they give us the fireworks and they make it feel special. Like, you're here to watch something special right now. So at least WWE gives us that. We start off with... The steel cage match, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in a match that I did not give a fuck about. I really, really didn't give a shit about this match at all. But, oh my God, this match was fucking great. This match was so good, man. Holy shit. Uh, Props to Trish Stratus. For being the age she is, near 50 years old, looking as good as she does, and holy goddamn Jesus Christ, does she look good. Not only that, but keeping up with Becky Lynch. That is that is really, really good, man. Props to Trish Stratus for doing all that at the age she is. And I know people are saying, well, 50 is like the new 25. It's not. I'm 35 and I feel fucking 75, so shut up. We start this match by getting t- Tiffany Stratton in the crowd. So, uh, quick shout out to um, Elsie for being the only one to pick Tiffany Stratton as a surprise appearance. That was good. 
Uh, Becky Lynch comes out. Becky actually looks really nice in this match. Uh, both ladies look really nice. And both ladies are really going for it. And it doesn't look as fake as I thought it would be. These these women are actually kicking the shit out of each other. And it looks legit and it looks great. Trish Stratus did something during this match and holy shit, she had a welt on her head that looked fucking... It looked like a third eye. It looked like... um. It looked like an, an eye was going to pop open and... <laughs> but Becky hits a twist of fate during this as a cool callback to Lita. Bulldog! The satisfaction from the top rope. Wowie wow. This match honestly had so many cool moments in it. Uh, but the one moment that really got my heart racing was Trish hanging upside down from the cage where she got her, her legs hooked in. This, that part there, that whole segment, where they're on top of the cage and just hanging from it and and reaching down, had my heart racing because I'm afraid of heights and uh, watching these two women, I I was certain that someone was going to slip and really hurt themselves. So I'm glad that no one did. But man, there was so many cool moments in this match. And this match went for a good, good time. It went for almost 30 minutes. And my God, what an opening to a pay-per-view. What an absolute opening. This match, for me, fucking delivered. Absolutely terrific performances from both women. I can't fault this match. I really can't. This match, for me, is a five stars. I loved this match. Really, really great. Really, really good. So well done to uh, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. I think think Becky Lynch actually gets the votes for the most stars that I've given her a performer. She's 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 had a few matches where I've given five stars to. So well done, Becky Lynch, for that. So next match, we've got uh, John Cena, firstly, coming out and um, talking shit, really. You can tell that he's here. He's only here because he's got nothing else on because of the, the, the actor's strike. So he's here and he announces that he's the special guest referee. Yay, cool. For The Miz versus LA Knight. Um, this was a pretty decent match. Good back and forth. It wasn't anything crazy. It's nothing memorable or anything like that. It's not the previous match. But it was a good match overall. I enjoyed it. The Miz should be celebrated much more than he is. He is such a good talent, and he really has done it all. I don't think people give Miz enough credit as they should, because the man is really, really talented. Overall, LA Knight wins this. We all, I think, uh, let me just check. Uh, Yes, everyone here picked LA Knight to win. One of the other questions in the scorecard was interference. Everyone picked no. So everyone gets full points from this match. So well done, every single person for this. Um, The match overall, I give it a three and a half stars. So well done. Next match, we've got the US Championship. Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Um, In a match. (laughs) So this one here was, um, was all over the card. Uh, some people picked Rey Mysterio to win. Some people picked um, Theory. I had Austin Theory winning this. So, 
That's good. Uh, actually, no, it's not. Austin Theory lost. Sorry. So in this match, Austin Theory does his heel taunt where he acts like Eddie Guerrero, and and I've got a I've got a I've got a shout out to Austin Theory and say, can you stop? Can people stop doing Eddie Guerrero's taunt? It's annoying. It's annoying. I know people want to remember Eddie Guerrero, but can we stop it? Like it seems, it seems more, and I get why more than ever people are doing Eddie's taunt is because people growing up watching Eddie are now becoming wrestlers. But can we stop with the taunts of Eddie? It's getting enough. This match was decent, but nothing really noteworthy. No heel turns, no change of the titles, nothing. I, I honestly expected something to happen here. I thought that I th- honestly thought that Theory was going to win back the championship, and LA Knight was going to challenge him next, but nothing. I also thought maybe the uh, LWO turn on Rey Mysterio, but no, nothing. So I don't know. I don't know uh, what happened here, but yeah. It was a fine match. Look, it was fine. I'll give it a three stars. I liked it from more than what I did. Didn't, sorry. Next up, we've got a backstage segment. Um, so doing something that AEW doesn't do is giving us a break here and uh, not just match after match after match. Oh my God, we've got to watch the next match because all I need in life is wrestling. God, give us a break. Give us a breather. You know, sometimes it's nice to breathe. So... Becky Lynch is doing an interview and Tiffany Stratton comes up and uh, mocks Becky Lynch. So is this the route we're going? Are we getting Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Championship? That's interesting. Interesting. Uh, Maybe they're buying time before Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch next year at WrestleMania. All right, next match. So next match, we get the undisputed tag team championships between the Judgment Day and KO and Sami Zayn. This match was crazy. (laughs) This match was crazy. Not my favorite. The cage match wins that for favorite match of the night. But this is probably my second favorite match of the night. This match was cool. It had a lot of cool moments. Uh, KO busted open, which was great. Um, halfway through the match, this is the only thing, the only thing that I didn't like about this match was actually Finn Balor. A guy that I used to really, really like, I liked the character of Finn Balor, thought he was a great wrestler, but in this match here, he just seemed like he was playing a cartoon villain so much. Like every time he would pander to the crowd, he would be like, he would just do some like weird roar where he'd be like, like that. And then there was a time where they were in the crowd where he was speaking to Priest and he said, let's take them back to the ring and pin them. One, two, three. And it's like, oh yeah, great plan, dude. That's really, really good thinking. And he did this, like he did a lot of dumb things in this match that I just, I don't know, just seemed like a cartoon character, in my opinion. But beyond that, there was a lot of cool stuff, especially from Kevin Owens, man. Kevin Owens just killed it. I honestly thought, I thought there might be a chance that Kevin Owens turns on Sammy in this match, just the way he was looking at him. But Owens, man, Owens fucking did a swanton through the table to Dominic, 
and um, got him, like, connected, but not all the way. And his ass, his tailbone landed on the ground. That's like a 12-foot drop to hard concrete ground. That, no matter how talented you are and trained you are, that would have hurt. So props to Kevin Owens for doing that. Look, this match was all over the place, but so much more enjoyable than a stadium stampede because it wasn't all it wasn't all over the place that you couldn't keep up with what was happening. The cameras knew what they were doing. And I, and I get it, stadium stampede has a lot more people to focus on, but I thought that this match was really good. It was fun and I um I Yes, I was the only person to pick Judgment Day. Everyone else had KO and Sami Zayn retaining. So, points to me, baby. So, Judgment Day winning, becoming the new uh, Undisputed Tag Champions. That's cool. This match, for me, gets a four stars. I really loved it. <clears throat> next match, or next up. Ugh, God, here we go. Next up, we've got... The Grayson Waller effect with your host, Grayson Waller. <laughs> Grayson Waller, who is an Aussie who um, grew up in the same state as me. I saw him wrestle uh, in the independence around here in Australia. And um, really liked his character when I saw him live in Australia. Now, and, and like, he, he hasn't changed much from his character when he was uh, in the independent scene in Australia. But... I don't know. He he says things that annoy me. Like, he calls people lad. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Only loser Australians call people lads. That's annoying. Anyway, so his, co- his, <laughs> his guest is none other than the greatest wrestler in the entire world. My personal favorite wrestler of all time. More so than anyone else in the entire world. Give it up for Cody Rhodes. (sighs) Cody Rhodes comes out. Dressed in his stupid suit. With his stupid music. And he has a stupid amount of pyro for no reason. And then he walks to the ring with his stupid hair. And his stupid tattoo. And then he starts talking with his stupid lisp. But. But. Thank fuck for Grayson Waller, for cutting Cody Rhodes just as about just as he was about to do his stupid fucking catchphrase that I, god damn, I hate Cody Rhodes. His catchphrase is fucking dumb when he goes, what do you want to talk about? Shut the fuck up. That's what I want to talk about. I want you to shut the fuck up, Cody Rhodes. Shut the fuck up. You know what? I turned to my wife last night and I said, I don't know if I should say this, but fuck it. I said to my wife, I'm like, why didn't Cody Rhodes die instead of Bray Wyatt? Why didn't that happen? world would have been a happier place. But in all seriousness, like, I don't want anyone to die. (laughs) I'm going to get so much hate mail. Oh, no. Uh, I don't want anyone to die, but like, maybe Cody Rhodes. Fuck, I cannot stand Cody Rhodes. I hate him with every inch of my body. I fucking hate everything. Look, Cody Rhodes comes out here. He has a big announcement. And his big announcement is he wants to announce that Jay Uso is on Raw. Why? Why is, why is Cody Rhodes announcing that? Is Cody Rhodes the general manager now? Does he call the shots? 
Does he make matches now? Is Cody Rhodes the fucking authority? Is that what we're led to believe? Why is Cody Rhodes so fucking important? Why is he the best thing in the, in the entire world? Jesus Christ, the dude was a fucking nothing. He was Stardust six years ago. And then he made a big deal of himself on the indies. And now he's like fucking king. Now he's Hulk Hogan. He can just call the shots. He's got backstage pull. What is this? This was pointless. This whole segment was absolutely pointless. They couldn't have done this on Raw tomorrow. Why did they need to do this in the pay-per-view? You know, I watched this pay-per-view. It was Father's Day, actually, for me. Well, for the Australians. And um, I watched this on Father's Day. And this is what I fucking love to do on Father's Day. Watch Cody Rhodes tell everyone how much pull he has in the company. I watched this on Father's Day, and I, I didn't get a chance to watch it till till later on at night. And for some reason, my player said that this event went for five hours. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, i got to get up for work the next day. And um, luckily, it didn't go for five hours. It went for a bit over three hours. But still, this segment need, didn't need to be on this pay-per-view. It didn't. This pay-per-view had the total of six matches. This could have been done in two and a half hours. Perfect. Boom. In, you're out. You get your point across. Not all events need to be fucking over three hours. Or five hours. <laughs> anyway, Jey Uso comes out. Super kicks Grayson Waller. Yay. We're done with that segment. Thank Christ. All right. Next match. We've got the Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley versus Rodriguez. Uh, what's her fucking name? Raquel Rodriguez. And look, Rhea Ripley looked really nice tonight. I, I got a shout out to her in the tag team match when she speared Owens through the barricade. Wow, wow. That was great. Really, really good. Um, she looked really good tonight. Ch- channeling her inner China. Uh, dressing up like China back in the day. Thought that was really cool. Her gear was inspired by China. Uh, That was a cool callback. This match here, look, I like Rhea Ripley. I really do. I love her look. I love her attitude. I love how she's like the metal chick. Um, But this match here was fucking bad. It really was, man. This match was so boring. Raquel Rodriguez comes out and she does her taunt where she basically turns from the camera, turns her back, and then, like, flexes. And is is she just there showing everyone how muscly her back is? Like, that's her taunt? Because her back isn't even that muscly. It's not that impressive, so I don't get it. Um, this match was really slow. I get it. It's a test-of-strength type match, but it's very slow and boring. Rodriguez, on uh, she, she seems green. I don't know much about Raquel Rodriguez, but she seemed a bit sloppy in this match. And it could have been Rhea. It could have been. But I'm, I'm blaming Raquel because I like Rhea more. But she seemed just very sloppy in this match. And I can tell while watching this match that I wasn't the only one feeling that this match was boring and slow. The crowd were not into this at all. Uh, this match went on for so long. It felt, it honestly felt like 25 minutes. It went for, it went for 17 minutes, but it felt just so long. It just dragged and dragged. I just wanted this match to be over with. I gave it a one star and that's all I could give. I, um, going back to the scorecard here, 
the questions were who wins and who interferes or does anyone interfere I was the only person that said no interference because I thought a women's match judgment day aren't gonna, aren't gonna ruin it fucking Dominic Mysterio comes out last second to interferes and cost me that point fuck you Dominic Mysterio so everyone else that every single other person that, that wrote yes to interference well done you get the point there one star, I give that match. Next up, we've got the main event. The World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins. I refuse to call him Seth freaking Rollins. It's lame. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the championship. Seth. Seth comes out. Look, at least his gear wasn't as so fucking... As, uh, crazy and, and wild as previous gears. But still, it's annoying... I hate, I hate, I, here we go, another rant, <laughs> give me a sec, I, I apologize right now, but I need to go on another rant, <sighs> 2023, the year we are on right now, let, let's travel back, let's travel back to 1998, 1997, where we had, well, we'll go back to 1998, where we had world champions like Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Rock, uh, The Undertaker, people like that. People that came out that looked like they would legitimately kick the living shit out of you. Stone Cold coming out to his theme of broken glass, right? Coming out looking like he's going to annihilate you. Let's jump over to WCW, right? Goldberg, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Sting. Lex Luger, Diamond Dallas Page, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, all these wrestlers coming out to the ring looking like an actual threat, looking like they can legitimately kick your ass, right? Flash forward to this year, 2023, we've got Seth Rollins coming out with the most ridiculous fucking gear, da like dancing his way to the ring. I wouldn't even call it dancing. It's like a weird stomp around jig that he does sorry got the hiccups there um a weird dance along jig that he does to the ring and then he stands in the ring for fucking 15 20 fucking hours whatever it is with his arms open while the crowd sings his stupid song that's not even catchy oh my god this fucking gives me a brain aneurysm then we got shinsuke nakamura who i like a lot more than seth rollins yet he comes out Dancing to the fucking ring. Where is the legitimate badass anymore? Where where is the uh, where's the person that's gonna kick my ass? That's gonna kick the other person's ass. We don't get that anymore. Every wrestler now looks like a soft cock who sits there and plays PlayStation all fucking day. There is no legitimate badasses anymore, and it's boring. It's annoying. Roman Reigns actually looks somewhat like he's going to kick your ass still he kind of looks bored when he walks to the ring there is legitimately no one that's scary anymore no one name me someone that looks scary like every other wrestler just looks either too small oh my god wrestling from the golden age of the 90s and the early thousands is completely dead there is nothing from that era anymore 
rant over. I apologize. I'm having a, I'm having a tough week, you know, <laughs> with wrestling. So this match happens, and it's a fine. It's a good match. It's a good match. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That you knew it was going to be a good match, all in all. But it's the ending that really let this entire event down because Seth, the whole the whole story, the absolute whole story of this match is that Shinsuke is working Seth Rollins back, which he knows is fucked. Yet Seth Rollins wins this match with a stomp that didn't actually look that great. And it was the quickest count... And it's on, it felt like the pay-per-view, it felt like something was going to happen, but they ran out of time. Maybe because you put Cody fucking Rhodes in there. But it just felt like there was more to happen, but they cut it. Because this, this pay-per-view ended so abruptly, so weirdly, and so unevently that I was like, what? Is that it? And it let the whole pay-per-view down. KLE, whatever you want to fucking call it. And let the whole thing down just from that last little bit. There was nothing to take away. I honestly, I knew Seth Rollins was going to retain. But I was so bummed when he did. I, at this point, I was like, can Damien Priest come out and just cash in? Because I'm sick of Rollins. I'm sick of Rollins. I'm sick of long fucking championship runs. I'm over it, man. I'm so over it. There's there's too many people kidnapping and, and holding these titles hostage. Roman Reigns, e- even MJF, like like Gunther, now Seth Rollins. Like, can we can we get a shock? Like Shinsuke winning the championship it would be a shock. A lot of people would have caught them off guard. It's like holy shit, Shinsuke won the championship. That's awesome. Like, there's nothing anymore. It's it's so... It's so predictable. Everything's so predictable. Look, this match was fine. It's a three stars. Whatever. But it let the whole pay-per-view down. This match, this whole card was so predictable that the scorecards... The whole... Everyone here had somewhat a similar score. That being said, it's time to get into the prediction card. Now... Before we get into it, I need to, I need to discuss some things. Um, writing these scorecards is really difficult because you want to try and stay, you, you want to try and stay creative with the with the questions that you write. You don't want a question that you think that everyone's just going to have the same answer. You want a question that's going to be di- diverse in, in, in with everyone. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, on top of that, it's really hard to write a scorecard and put it out so people have enough time to answer these scorecards. And then you have a SmackDown, which answers some of these fucking questions for you. And it's like, well, Jesus, fuck. For example, the surprise question. A lot of people, including myself, actually wrote John Cena. Uh, one person in particular wrote Grayson Waller. And these are all fine picks for most parts because they weren't scheduled to be on the show. Um, But SmackDown then announced that John Cena was going to be the host of the show. 
And then they also announced that Grayson Waller was going to have his own segment on the show. So when they announce things like that, I can't give anyone the points on this, which makes it really annoying for me. So what I've done is to anyone that put down John Cena or Grayson Waller, that includes myself because I had John Cena as well. I unfortunately had to um, take that off um, and not allow those points because there are some people that watch SmackDown and then send me in their predictions. And I think that's a little unfair that they can uh, automatically get those points. So unfortunately, that's just not going to happen. On another note, people, you really need to look at your scorecard before you send it to me. There are... There are people, and I'm not going to point out names. There are people that are leaving questions unanswered. There are people, there's one person in particular who's a fucking moron, and I can say it because he's bro- he's, he's my blood. Um, so he, now he knows who I'm talking about. Who left a whole question, a whole match unanswered. Zach Davis, what the fuck are you doing? Come on, man. You left the whole question the whole, sorry, the whole match of Becky Lynch and Trish unanswered. So that's like, that's three points there that you're missing out on. People need to check that they're sending in the questions because I I can't be responsible on anyone's answers. I've got a lot of work to do with these things. So unfortunately, some people just missed points here because they didn't answer them properly. On top of that, last thing that I'll mention is that I also, myself, need to be careful and I need to send out some apologies because I've been fucking up and not doing a great job myself. Um, The last two pay-per-views, people have hit me up and said, no, you, you are calculated that incorrectly. I got this many points, not this many points. And those people are Scott... Crawford and Jordy Van Vuklas, who um who I scored incorrectly. Now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't um it didn't affect the outcome, but those people uh, should have been rewarded a higher score than what they were given, and I apologize for that. That is my own fault. So here's what I'm gonna do, Scott and Jordy. You both, I I both ripped you off of one point each. One point each. I'm going to give you those points back. That one point. Let me get to the scorecard predictions and I'll explain more so you understand. So, coming in last with a score of 10. And this is out of 20. So it's 20, uh, 10 out of 20. We've got Alan Chacha coming in completely last. Sorry, Alan, but thank you for joining in. Coming in next... With a combined score of 12 out of 20, we've got a tie here of Zach Davis and Elsie. Elsie, who tried to do something different and uh, go for the upsets here. Unfortunately, Elsie, didn't work in your favor, but I like what you went for. And I kind of wish the card went the way you wanted it to. So, yeah. All right. Here's where it gets interesting. Because now we're left with six more people and we have a bunch of ties man a bunch of ties so coming in next with a score of 14 out of 20 we've got a a three-way tie Doninelli, paul Lindsay, and yours truly the champion hollywood tim davis 
Coming in next, with a score of 15 out of 20, we've got Robert Hungry. Hungry. <laughs> I was going to say Humphrey, but you're hungry, Rob. You're hungry for your championship that uh, I took off you. Scott Crawford always also came in with 15 points. And Jordy Van Vuklis came in with 15 points, which means we have a three-way fucking tie here, ladies and gentlemen. A three-way tie, which means I'm still your prediction champion. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Look, man, this was a really easy scorecard, and we all had somewhat similar points. Now, I'm calling out Geordie and Scott. I am being fair here. I want to be fair and uh, I don't want to be—I don't want to be unfair. I want to be fair. <laughs> I don't want to be an asshole, man. I'm going to be fair. So I ripped you guys off from points from the last pay per view. Uh, both of you guys had a point each that I ripped you off. Now I was originally going to add it to your scorecard, but then I thought, well, that just means that both of you will be 16. And it will still be a tie. And I still walk away with a championship. That's not very cool. So what I'm going to do is the next pay-per-view, you are both up one point. You're both up one point, which I, I feel makes it fairer for you guys. So come the next pay-per-view, I think it's... I don't know. I think it's a WWE event. I can't remember which one it is. But you guys will be walking in with one point already. Fair? Fair? If that's not fair and you want me to do something else, then let me know and I'll try my hardest because I am a fighting champion and I do what's fair. People power, you know, all that good shit. On top of that, Zach Davis, you still hold the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, that's an extra two points. So when, uh, when you want to use it, anytime between now and Money in the Bank next year. So people... Just remember that you've still got some points to be used, but uh, I'll let you know when that time has come. Until then, guys, I am still your world championship. You can bow down to me, as always, because, my God, am I good at this game or what? I, I just seem to be really fucking good at this game. I, I don't know what, what it is, but, I mean, I'm just, I, I, I'm... I'm the best in the world. I, I feel like I honestly am the best in the world, you know? And anyone out there that has a problem with me, you can say it to my fucking face. I work with a bunch of fucking children. <laughs> Good riddance, CM Punk. You know what? Let's end this. Let's end this, paper, uh, this, this podcast in the best way we can. <laughs> it's clobber! Time!
Personality, the cult of personality. 